right. Been a bit of a while here. Episode 55 of the Marshall Sports Podcast is here. We're sorry we missed last week. Uh, that's on me. Getting absolutely made a man by school right now. <laughs> uh, this is my study break, actually. So uh, happy to be here. You know, let loose, talk yeah. some sports. Luke, yeah, how you totally. doing? Good, yeah. Uh, kind of a, the same boat. Finals has been wrecking me especially like in the earlier part so now i'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel but right it's uh it's kind of tough to persevere so at least i i have this to hold on to at the end of the day totally all right well uh what what number you got for us today this is number 55 yeah so number 55 i will admit didn't do too much research into it so in the two seconds before recording this (laughs) i realized hey duncan robinson more exactly that's who i was thinking yeah uh shout out duncan robinson man i love duncan robinson man he's uh he's gonna be like the next jj reddick probably or the cal corver well him and jj reddick are uh good buds they're they're always uh recording podcasts together because duncan uh, has hopped on the jj reddick podcast which is now called the old man in the three and uh he's a, a bit of a frequent guest so nice. uh, I always like to hear what Duncan has to say. He was yeah. kind of like their bubble guy too. Okay. So like they were, there was like a point where they, I think they almost had like a segment with him every episode, just talking about like what the bubble's like and stuff. So it was oh, super okay. cool. And uh, Duncan is absolutely cash from three. So uh, I think he's bound for a big year. Yeah. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's jump right into this, this NBA stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, first of all, Let's talk about this James Harden BS that's going on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Have you seen him? He is so out of shape. Did you see that yeah. photo? That must have been Photoshop, man. Like that was hey, it like it must have been Photoshop, but then I'm looking at him in his jersey and I'm like, he looks pretty big right now. Yeah. Like he's he already has like a very big frame mm-hmm. for a shooting guard, but like I saw that photo, I'm like, there's there's no way that could be that could be real. But this, yeah, I he blows my mind because he's got all the talent, but my goodness, he is he is just such a clown sometimes, man. Like the stuff that some of these NBA superstars get away with is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, news coming out earlier today too that Harden was the last person to speak on the team's moves Hmm. and that the Rockets just gave him so much leeway on that kind of thing, like who they're going to sign in free agency. And, oh, my gosh, I'm just shocked at this point. Like, I don't don't think there's a world we live in where James Harden is going to lead an NBA team to – an NBA champ, uh, an NBA championship. Do you do you feel like you're living in that same world right now? Because like people are saying the same thing about Giannis, but at least at the end of the day, what we can say about Giannis is that the dude is working hard and mm-hmm. he's going to do all he can. And we're going to get to Giannis and his max extension later. But there's like a certain level, a certain level of loyalty there. Now I know the NBA works a bit differently, where he can just go be like, yeah, trade me or else. You can go pull an AD or whatever it is. I guess it could be called a Harden now. But um, this history of just, like, superstars always getting their way, I think James Harden is a prime example of that. What do you think of this whole situation? 
Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point. Do I see James Harden kind of leading a team to a championship? And I really think what it comes down to for me is the intangibles. Mm -hmm. It's that leadership. It's that integrity. It's that example. Playing defense. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And while Giannis, people are saying, oh, he's not going to win a championship in Milwaukee. I still think that he he can win a championship. Oh, I think he could do it this next season. Yeah, I think he has that mentality. I don't think James Harden is there. Mind you, I don't know what's going on in his head. I know he probably wants to be traded, but I just don't see the same – I don't even know how to describe it. Same essence as Giannis or as LeBron or as Kawhi. It's the intangibles is what it comes down to, and I think that's what kind of James Harden maybe doesn't have. But, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, and I mean, we can go back to, I mean, one thing I will say, he he was playing, it's not like he's playing against, I don't know, the Lakers of last season, not saying the Lakers are a weak champion. That being said, they're nothing in comparison to what we saw in the Western Conference with the Golden State Warriors in the years prior. That That whole spiel with Chris Paul going down in game six, just being like, what, a quarter? quarter away from an NBA championship, basically, they're going to go be that Cavs team. So, man, it just blows my mind. Like, even just, like, I don't expect him to pull together a win in either of those games, really. Like, sure, you're up by 20, but you're also playing against the greatest basketball team of all time. The Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors, and Draymond Green, who's like a deep boy at that point, that that team's unbeatable. I don't think there's any argument really for that not being the best team ever. So, like, it's not like he hasn't had to run into some absolute juggernauts in that Western Conference throughout his career. But at this point, it just looks like there's, like, a lack of drive and everything. I don't know what the deal is with him being traded. Like, for me, Philadelphia seems like the most likely opportunity I just don't know what that package looks like coming back it seems like Maury really wants him though I think Maury knows how to handle him and I I see Doc Rivers as the best coach for him because I mean say what you want about the LA Clippers last season letting the superstar thing get out of hand I think that had more to do with Steve Ballmer than it did to do with Doc Rivers because, you know, things get promised in contracts and when you're getting traded to a team, especially to these superstars who have so much power these days. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think Doc can really reel things in a little bit with James Harden. Like, obviously, you let him go do his thing every once in a while. But at the end of the day, um, Houston is not – he's not staying Houston. There's no chance. Like, I don't think he plays this full season – in Houston. I'd be shocked if he did. There's going to get, there's at this point, like at this rate that we're seeing Harden move at, there's going to be like, he's just going to start sitting out. He's going to do it. I mean, we've seen all evidence point to the fact that he's probably going to do something like that. So I don't know, man, it's, it's such a sticky situation. What do you, what do you think are some of the other suitors? I don't see Brooklyn happening personally. No. And I think, yeah, the thing with Harden is that you're going to have to give up your star player. You're going to have to give up your number one or your number two option. It's just going to be another superstar swap deal, essentially, is what it comes down to. But from what I've been reading, I've only seen that Philadelphia wants to keep Simmons. And, and yeah, that's the only things I've been reading. 
even though they might be the most likely suitors. Right. And for, for me, like, would I rather have Ben Simmons or Harden as kind of my point guard, my the guy yeah, on offense? Primary ball handler. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, like, really tough because, I mean, Harden offers spacing, but he also doesn't offer the defense that Simmons does because Simmons is honestly, like, one of the best wing defenders in the league. Totally. And he could be a future depoy. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, for me – like for me personally, I'm going to value the defense because at oh. least I have these other guys that are going to offset Simmons' spacing. But yeah, I don't know. I think right now I'm just going to be keeping an eye on the injury report for the Rockets and seeing if you know Harden gets an injury or, or whatnot and sits out and maybe pulls a Kawhi like he did on his Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So... Uh, I have a feeling he might do something like that, especially him being a bit out of shape, Photoshop or not Photoshop. Uh, he did spend he did spend the season, the off season in in Vegas and Atlanta, when his team was practicing in Houston. It just doesn't really add up for me. So let's play let's play a little bit of a game here. Um, I'm going to say this: you have five years uh, to build around a superstar. And this is someone you're trading away James Harden for. So let's say you get five seasons with Ben Simmons and Matthias Thybul. Do you, as the Houston Rockets, do you do that trade? No. I, I no? Wouldn't. How come? Because I think... Um... I feel like for me, Ben Simmons requires a very specific team construction built around him yeah kind of like James Harden requires yeah like I don't think I don't think James Harden or even I would say Giannis is a really good example like you mm-hmm. need shooters around Giannis and guys who are just going to be able to you know like step aside once he grabs that rebound and starts pushing in transition Giannis isn't going to pull up for threes because he can't really shoot and I don't think that's ever anything he's going to add to his game. But – and and I kind of feel the same way with Simmons, and I don't think that Houston has the exact sort of system that you'd want for that. I feel like you'd need almost a bit more similar to what Giannis has, like guys who can effectively play uh, Laker Brook Lopez off the screen and roll and make that a pick and pop, you know? Um, obviously – uh, Simmons would be a bit more ball centric than Giannis, but I do really think that at least be on the three point line. That is, but uh, I really do think that if I'm Houston and I just get offered Simmons straight up for Harden, maybe throwing a Thibault, who I like Thibault a lot, but I don't think he makes that trade sexy enough for what it has to be. I feel like Houston needs to get a lot of like firsts in return as well. So. Yeah, because the package I saw, at least when I was just scrolling on Instagram, was Simmons plus three first-round picks. And, like, that's nowhere near enough for a caliber of James Harden because those three first-round picks, Philly's a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be lottery picks or anything like that. Um, and so, for me, I'd be, like, needing at least, like, lottery picks. Like, i need to kind of build myself, like, OKC. Yeah, totally. Um, and New Orleans, too. Yeah. Like, New Orleans has done a really good job. I 
like obviously every Oklahoma City and New Orleans are getting a lot of media coverage just because both uh, management teams have been able to build such a strong, hopeful future. Like you, we don't know actually how far these picks are going to go, but these both of these teams are still going to be able to remain competitive. Like Oklahoma City's win projections are so low, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, dude, like they still have some hoopers on that team. Al Horford was in the worst situation he could have been in. He's going to be an effective player next year. Let's not, like, regardless of what the contract is, he's going to be effective. And Shai Gilgis-Alexander is still growing into a really capable NBA player as well. So I don't think it's over for that Oklahoma City team. Um, Do I think they're going to the playoffs? No. I think they slide out. The West is really competitive. Um, But... Man, like, I, I don't know. There's still some hope there. New Orleans, we know, they have a very young, exciting team built around, you know, your Lonzo Balls, Brandon Ingrams, and Zions. It's just really a question of whether what Zion really is and if he's going to be able to stay healthy. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because um... – yeah, I I mean, with OKC last year, they were like they were predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league, mm-hmm. um, and I think how that whole team came together with Chris Paul as their leader, right? And I just I absolutely love that Chris Paul storyline because, like, I really like Chris Paul, and I like never saw him as like like this horrible teammate or anything, especially in Houston. I'm like, I don't think this is a Chris Paul problem, like. I don't know. And then when you see... I think, dude, it's a James Harden problem. Yeah. I think that's really obvious now. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, seeing the problems, whether it was with Westbrook or now, even because Harden doesn't even want to play with Wall now. He's not even trying to give him a chance. Like, um, But like, respectfully... Frankly, I don't think much is going to happen if Harden and Wall... Like, for me, it's going to be pretty comparable to what they did this past season in Houston. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. What were yeah, you yeah, going to no. say? Um, no, just like kind of exactly that. Because uh, at least respect to Wall, because he's like, I don't even want, I don't even talk to James about where he wants to go or like, does he want to get traded or what? Like, at least John Wall just like wants to kind of play basketball and just kind of leave it at that. Um, yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that kind of thought train, but at least <laughs> for the, for OKC, um, at least they have they're they have they can have a year of development, man. Like I think El Horford can prove to be like a pretty good mentor for their bigs. Um and I think this season can prove like to be a big opportunity for Shea. Mm-hmm. Uh even for maybe Lou Dort as well, like just mm-hmm. to get out there, huck up some shots, maybe. Yeah. Lou Dort is shaping up to be a Marcus Smart light. I don't know. I feel like he would function quite well on a good NBA team like he did last season. We saw that in the playoffs once he got more screen time. Uh, But I think next year it's going to be a bit of a struggle. I feel like public perception is going to fall on him a little. And that's when um, maybe in the trade deadline, some smart team could come in and try swoop him for a bit of a steal. That being said, I feel like Oklahoma City kind of does know what he is right now. I got another another name for you here. Who would you rather have for the next five years? Um, Kyrie Irving or James Harden? <laughs> so here, let me draw this up for you. So yeah. you got one guy who's going to be spending, how much did he spend on, was it Lil Baby? 
He went to little baby's birthday party. I'm pretty sure yeah. he spent like a hundred thousand dollars on him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got someone who's going to waste a hundred thousand dollars of his own money, but then you also got a guy who's going to rack up like 25 K in fines a week for you and your organization while you, while you, while, while he refuses to go into press conferences. So you're basically choosing between, um, you sign up, you get one of those lottery tickets that you get a thousand dollars a day, but it's a thousand dollars a day subtracted from your account, <laughs> or you just get one big sum in James Harden. Who's gonna, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. And Kyrie Irving, you know, the personality ticking time bomb, one minute I'm signing the next, the next minute I'm off to Brooklyn and uh, yeah, who knows? So who would you rather have? Yeah. Uh, I think besides that, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going for the one big sum. Yeah, I think like, so too. All, all day. Uh, I think Harden's a better player than Kyrie. He hasn't had as much injury troubles. Uh, it's basically down payment versus mortgage at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely just go with the down payment. Do you, is that partly because you just like Harden more on the court? Because that's where I'm coming from here. Like, I think, I think I like Harden more on the court than I like Kyrie. I also, I mean, this is lesser of two divas for lack of a better word, but like, this is, I would, I would say neither of these guys are misunderstood. I know there's going to be always going to be these truthers on Twitter who are saying, Oh, this guy, this guy's just so misunderstood. You guys got to understand. I don't think either of these guys are misunderstood. I think they are what they are. Um, but I do think James Harden can uh, accelerate a better offense than Kyrie, who I find like they're both quite individualistic on the court, but I feel like James Harden can still benefit more guys. If you know what I'm saying, like functions really good off the pick and roll. We saw that like for those couple of seasons with, I don't know, your Clint Capella's. Clint Capella, you make Clint Capella look like a borderline all-star. Yeah. And I think yeah. Trey Young's going to do the same thing in Atlanta, for the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you on all those points. Because I'm trying to take in, like, the other aspects, like, uh, well, I mean, like, injuries for one thing. And then we've seen – we've also seen uh, – you know, and the other thing, Harden played in the bubble. Kyrie chose to sat out when he wasn't injured, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the deal with that was. Like, I, a big reason with Kyrie was the BLM uh, stuff. Oh, right. right so, right. I mean, I I can't really crap on that because I just don't know what how that feels. No, and, like, okay. There were a lot of guys who wanted to do that. Um, at the end of the day, though... Um, I do think Kyrie actually cares more about basketball than James Harden. I'll say that. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Um, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I'm just going to go for Harden. I, j- I pick Harden over Kyrie for sure. Because I still think Harden's like a t- top 10 player in the league. But Kyrie, I, it would be tough for me to kind of throw him in there. One thing I will say about the Harden stuff is like I feel like with Kyrie, we slowly heard of like more things that were coming out. This is kind of what's happening with Harden right now. So it's kind of like a sit tight, we'll see what happens kind of thing. 
And um, yeah, I do think there is more to the Harden stuff than we know. And I feel like this is the kind of thing you hear after he gets traded, like in six months. So I'm going to give you an over under five and a half. Uh, and that is months before James Harden is traded. I'm taking the under. You think so? I think, I think it will happen before the season starts. Really? So that's in, that's what, six days now. Okay, maybe. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's uh, not much time. Uh, then again, like it is yeah. NBA, like stuff is bang, bang. And yeah. this has, this is a storm that's been brewing for a while. I don't think. For the record, I don't know if Houston really wants to play a regular season game with him on the roster, but uh, Houston's not going to move off of an arguable top five player in the NBA for, I mean, for pennies. Like, they're not going to get ripped off. They're not going to do that. I don't think – I don't. and for the record, I don't think they're going to let Harden bully himself out of there. I feel like. Steven Silas and management is pretty set on getting the right price for him. So. Yeah. I th- and I think a, we've seen that before where teams will, will hold out for that yeah. as well. So I think that's a good point. I don't, yeah, I kind of, I'll rescind that. I think it'll be like during the season, but I think it'll be, I'll take the under on that. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you see like another team besides like Philadelphia and Brooklyn who we've heard the majority of the rumors about? that like um, could swoop in and grab James Harden because I honestly don't think there's a single player uh sorry a single team out there besides Philadelphia and Brooklyn realistically that we're going to see James Harden suiting up for next. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the there's the only other team I could really see uh them like like having the assets alone is Boston. Yeah, but I, but I just I don't just, think they want to move well, off of that formula. I yeah. to God that they wouldn't do that. Like, Yeah, I don't see Jason Tatum and James Harden. Uh, like, it's not that I don't see them working and possibly even hoisting a championship. Yeah. Uh, it's more so just for me. I don't know if I just see that happening. That's going to be a big, uh, really big, like really important group of players too. To that current Celtics roster heading over that way. Like we're going to see probably Jalen Brown at the least plus like Marcus Smart probably. I doubt Houston does does that. Yeah. So like in Boston. Um, sorry, I don't, I don't that Boston does that. I yeah. don't think either I don't think either side re- would be really content with the package that's being sent either way. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's just like purely off the fact that I think Boston has the assets to trade for mm-hmm. someone like Harden, but right. I don't want them to. I don't think they would do that ever. Um, but th- there could just be like a surprise team that comes out of this. Like really, I think because you could offer someone like Cat or and like your future draft picks, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. Houston wants Cat either, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's there's so many of these superstars, and I'm not saying Cat is like a bad NBA player. The dude is also going through probably the toughest time of his life. He's lost what seven family members. I think something to COVID. like that. Yeah. So, awesome. I mean, like prayers up for that guy and his family. Like so sad. This is obviously shaping up to be a tough season already for him. Um, but if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't think Cat 
is really contributing to a true winning situation. Like at least at this point in his career, like maybe three years down the road, we see him develop a little bit more defensively. And yeah, I don't know. Minnesota is a weird case too. I don't like mm-hmm. uh, the D'Lo stuff is weird. No, I'm, I'm not a big D'Lo fan personally. I don't think he's, I think he's just perfect for bad teams. That's what the bottom line is for me. Yeah. He's just going to go in, score 20 points, do his little ice injection yeah. thing, and <laughs> that's going to be his career. Hey, that's okay, though. Yeah, no, um, like, hey, to each his own. He's a max player, technically. So yeah. Screw would, it. Okay, would you take the over-under on the five and a half months? Oh, I take the under. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think Harden – I think he laces up for the Rockets. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised. Like, a lot can happen in six days. That's yeah. what we forget, right? Like, mm-hmm. we could find out that Harden is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing. I have an injury. I'm going yeah. to sit on the court. I'm going to sit courtside. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if that happens, man. And uh, I don't think many people would be at this point. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I really don't know what to expect. Uh, if I had to bet on a team he's going to go to, though, it's going to be Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I feel like eventually they'd be able to figure something out and they would have to move off so many picks, too. So um, if Philadelphia is willing to do it, I don't think it's a super bad option for them. I think Philadelphia is the right situation. You know, familiar with Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers. He's a good, yeah. good superstar coach. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so bad for that guy. Now, yeah, I, I mean, don't... At least he's getting paid, though. Like... Exactly, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't feel bad for his bank account and whatever house he lives in. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, dude, yeah. I, I know he's just listed as day-to-day currently. Right. But he's just like thinking about it this way, like you, you read what those, like looking at those Celtics teams that they had assembled uh, right off the bat with like Gordon Hayward acquiring Kyrie Irving, who had just come off um, like winning a championship basically. Um, Like what there's, there's just like this level to me that just feels like horrible for, that those Celtics teams, like I know they're set, they're fine now. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried if I'm a Celtics fan. I'm like, you're probably not worried. You're a Celtics fan. So, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just feel like Gordon Hayward has kind of just been an NBA outcast ever since that injury that happened. I think that kind of derailed his career. It didn't derail his bank account, but I think just the legacy that is being left behind by Gordon Hayward is tarnished by that single horrid injury. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just so unlucky because I, I remember when we've, you know, signed Kyrie and Gordon, I'm like, yo, like, we're the favorites. Like, this is it. Totally. Like, we're kind of the it team. Like, that's how yeah, I like, felt. You're thinking that it's going to be Celtics Warriors final. It's yeah. like, no more Cavs. Now, obviously – Stuff went wrong, but yeah, yeah. And I think I it was so tough because it was the first game as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like three minutes in, and then you're like, 
Shrek. Like, you know, you hope he gets better, but I think it's also one of those things where it takes a lot, you know, to come back good as well. Like that's, that can be like a traumatizing injury, man. Like, I don't know. I, and still with this, I mean, at least, you know, he, he has his money and um, it sucks, but yeah, I mean, being in Charlotte as well, I think that was going to be an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you got LaMelo, him, Graham, like, I don't know. It could be, it could be like potential to be a frisky team next year, actually, I think. In my yeah. Opinion, but. yeah. I, I, I think they could be like, I think they could fight for one of those play in spots, mm. but like sitting here thinking about this true, truly like I'm going to read out teams that I think are just straight up better. Yeah. I think the Raptors are definitely better. I think Philly is definitely better. I take Brooklyn. I take, I, th- I think I take Atlanta right now too. I, I think I take, I think I take the Celtics. Well, like you have to take the Celtics. I think the Wizards are better, frankly. I think the Heat are better. I think the Pacers are probably better too. Milwaukee, not even a question. So Charlotte, I feel like Charlotte is kind of going to be a bit of an odd man out this year. I just, I just think there's a, there's so many teams that are just straight up better. So, um, talking about Milwaukee though. Giannis, my man got paid. Yeah. Huge. So yeah, he signed the the supermax. That is a five year, two hundred twenty eight million dollars supermax extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh my goodness! Putting an end to all the questions that surrounded him. Um, I kind of thought that we had passed, you know, the the like. I, I didn't think I didn't think he was gonna be re like re-signing this offseason. Uh I didn't rule the Bucks thing out next for next summer. But if I'm being real with you, man, like I'm pretty surprised he signed this. I no, yeah. I'm on the exact same boat. I'm yeah. quite surprised as well. Yeah. Uh there were opportunities to go to some really interesting NBA situations. And uh Giannis going to Going to Milwaukee is staying in Milwaukee. Sorry, it's I'm I'm kind of shocked. Um, next year, what do you think is the ceiling for this team? Do you think they could actually win an NBA championship? Yeah, I think they've like the past like three, two, three years. Like I really thought that they were finals bound at the minimum. I thought they were going to win it last year. Yeah, I said that at the start of the season. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the ceiling for them is definitely, like, the championship. Like, I can they're, – they're a favorite for sure. Like, especially mm-hmm. coming out of the East, it'll be them, Brooklyn, Philly, Boston. But I still think they kind of lead the pack a little because Giannis mm-hmm. is that X factor. You know, he's yeah, I, the, I think the Raptors have fallen out of that. I don't think the Raptors are a true – I thought last year I would have been like, yeah, like, I think they can go to the NBA Finals no problem. I think the East was kind of anyone's game. But I feel like the gap is widening and the Raptors are kind of that team that's fallen out. So I don't really know what that looks like. Um, I do like Milwaukee. I do like Boston. I kind of like Philly. There's, I just like Daryl Morey, what he's doing there, adding shooters, exactly what they needed. Love the Seth Curry edition. Um, 
I don't know how I feel about Miami. But, yeah, I do really think that they got to be the favorites coming out of the East now. Yeah. So. And, I, I, yeah, we've been saying that for, what, like two, two years, three years? Yeah, probably something um, like that. <laughs> but, I don't know, I still think, like, Drew Holiday is the man, like, to yeah. kind of get it done. Because I think he's just, he's an upgraded Eric Bledsoe. Um, oh, way better. Because yeah. he's, he's going to be able to offer, first of all, an overrated defender. The mm-hmm. only the only true thing that I'm like, oh, Bledsoe's better than, uh, might be better than Holiday at on the defensive side of things, is just fighting through screens. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like, you can, you can have one. that. You can yeah. have that. I'm going to lock up Jason Tatum tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's going to drop 30 on you. So, uh, yeah, I, this is this might be the greatest. We might be seeing the greatest defensive team of the last 20 years develop right in front of our eyes right now. Don't be surprised if it is. Yeah, and I think that's like, it's going to be a really good defense. But um, the same thing is like, I can also see Giannis winning his third straight MVP. I can see him repeating in the deep depoy as well. Wouldn't that I, be his fourth straight MVP? Didn't he win the last three seasons? Am I? Am I? I'm, I thought I'm he won the last two. Now. Who won? Bef- who won? Was it Harden? No, I don't think Harden's ever won an MVP. I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm off my rocker. <laughs> That's okay. So I'm way off. Second straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Harden was 2018. Right. Okay. Saying, jeez, yeah, that was that's right. Okay, but yeah. Anyways, back on track here. Had to fact check myself quickly, but yeah, no, I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes three straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah that error, that um holiday acquisition is like such a good piece of business for them. Yeah, as I, well. Like, I think they overpaid. They were trying to do. They're like they're trying to do anything they can at this point to keep Giannis around. Exactly, and um, they did that. They did it. Screw it. Like this is like this is Milwaukee, right? Like you can't expect them. They're a feeder team. Like you, can, you, they have to go out and do something ridiculous because let's be real here, they're not drawing superstars. But I do really like um, the pieces that they're accumulating here. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. I think the Bogdanovich thing hurts a lot, actually. But um, like we said a couple weeks ago, I still think this team is going to be all right. Now that that question is not impending and there's no distractions, technically, focus on basketball. Here we go. Time to chase that title. This is the year to do it. Yeah, 100%. Um. Tell me a couple teams that you think could surprise us this season out of the West. We haven't really talked about the West much so far. Okay. I'm just looking at the teams right now, and I'm just trying to – Yeah, I can, I can start. I can throw, throw one out there. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I actually think – I know a lot of people are kind of falling off on this whole Clippers thing. I get that there's something funny going on with the chemistry thing. I think there's also a really big chip on their shoulder. 
and like you think of it this way these are nba players guys who experience so much trash talk from other pros let alone twitter is just buzzing all the time uh i think they kind of learned a lesson this past season and i know i was really high on the clippers last season whole se- whole year i was like clippers are going to win it all um but if i'm going to be completely honest with you i I think Ty Lue stepping in, who has done a pretty good job managing superstars in the past, I think there's I think there's some potential there to I think rework a lot of the issues that have gone down. I also really like Sergi Baca. That provides some great interior defense and that like Montrez Harrell wasn't doing that. He's a six foot nine center. How do you expect him to go up against Nikola Jokic and do anything really? Because I mean, Avika Zubac isn't going to go do it. So I think Serge Ibaka can help fill that void for sure. So yeah, Luke Kennard too. That's a good show. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, definitely the Clippers because they still have such a good team. Like they do. That's what we're all forgetting. Like the, yeah. the playoff memes are. Not forgotten. They're still there, but I think they sting a little. Like, I feel like that's like, like that can go one of two ways. And I feel like a lot of people are saying it's going to go bad for them. Yeah. I, I think it can go fine. These are pros. These are guys who have faced real things in the past. Kawhi has won championships. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly. saying he can't do it again on probably, besides San Antonio, probably the sexiest roster he's played on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Who else do you think? Uh, I'm going to say Dallas. Yeah. I think they're going to be... That's the obvious answer for sure. Yeah, uh, Definitely Dallas, just because, I mean, you've got... You're going to have at least, like, someone in the top five MVP voting. I personally I think, think they're going to have an MVP next yeah. year. <laughs> I think they will, too. Yeah. Um, and any team where you're going to have the MVP on it is going to be... You're going to want to look out for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the way they've surrounded... Luca as well has been pretty good. I'm not too familiar with a lot of their roster. I know Porzingis is going to come in injured and stuff like that, but yeah, uh, we saw like at the tail end of last year, like Doncic just getting the job done on his own. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think he's a kind of a team player uh, oh, yeah. as well, for sure. Like he's able to really involve uh, in all of his teammates, but like offensively, man, like he's actually like a true unicorn. Like he can kind of do everything on the offensive end, I think. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And also, it's, like, really – it's a really high compliment when, like, these, like, championship contenders are, like, constantly targeting you for fouls and stuff, and you're still able to sink, like, 35 a game or whatever, like, whether it's against the Clippers, whoever you went up against. So, I definitely think Dallas is one team to watch uh, just because, they're A, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch, but also I think they're going to surprise a lot yeah. of people and do surprisingly well. I think no joke. I think I think this is a pretty obvious answer these days, but I really do think that once LeBron's career starts to dwindle, if that ever happens at this rate, um, I think Luca is so far ahead in line right now. I'm trying to think of anyone who I'm like positive can do what he does at that age. And I don't think it's close, honestly. 
I really don't. Yeah. So, like, night in, night out, the dude is going to put up numbers and he's going to make a game competitive no matter who he's playing. Um, yeah, the, the starting five they're looking to roll out for this upcoming season is Doncic, Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, who they got from Philly this last summer. Maxi Sorry, was that in a trade? Uh, I yeah, think, they, yeah, I think it was. If I'm going to be completely Seth, honest, Seth this offseason. Yes, it was a Seth Curry okay. trade. Yes. Like, Seth Curry going is a loss for them. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think Richardson has a pretty high ceiling as a solid member of that squad. And Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, really made a better name for himself after getting way overpaid uh, for the Knicks a couple seasons back. So um, I like Maxi Kleba too. Like that 2-3, everyone on the court for them, like there's a there's – a chance that we can be sitting here saying Luca is the worst shooter on the court for them, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Percentage wise, obviously is what I'm talking about right now. But like, I mean, they, they that spacing is going to be ridiculous. Every single one of those guys in that starting five deserves respect out on the three point line. And that's a big deal. Um, yeah. I really like that Mavericks team moving forward next season. I think Doncic is a legitimate generational talent. I'd 100% agree, yeah. So, yeah, heir to the throne, you may say. So, um, yeah, personally, I like the Mavs a lot as well. Another team I do do think I like a lot um, out of the West. I know they've lost Jeremy Grant. I don't think that's a big deal at the end of the day. I like the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Now, they haven't had a super active offseason. They've lost some players. I think there are some questions with that roster. Uh, honestly, man, I think Jamal Murray has kind of figured it out. Like, does this – does what we saw happen in the regular season? Like, I don't, I don't really see a – I don't really see a point in saying no. Yeah. Like – yeah, I don't know. Like Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, MPJ, who could very well take a step forward. Uh, Millsap, while he has his issues, is still a solid player. Uh, and Jokic. Then they got some solid guys coming off the bench too. Will Barton is still on the team. Sucks that he's always been uh, he's been dealing with injury issues for so long. But like Will Barton was kind of a missing piece to that puzzle in that Lakers series in the Western conference finals there. So if he can get back healthy, at least play like playoffs for them, I think uh, Denver could turn some heads. That's for sure. They already did it last year. I don't, I don't see them falling off. Yeah, I I would agree. And I think like people were kind of quick to forget about the nuggets. I feel because it was after they lost to the Lakers. They're like, okay. But Yeah, like you said before, they're here to stay. I 100% agree with you. Like mm-hmm. they have, they have a really good team surrounding them, and even though they're they're in a tough conference, they they've proven themselves like a couple years in a row that they're legit. Like finishing high yeah. uh, in the conference as well, going making deep playoff runs. Like 
I mean, just the game seven maestros as well. Yeah. So um, I'll give one more team okay. uh, as a shout. Memphis Grizzlies, I think. Mm, I'd like be, that. They're, they're up and coming for sure. Mm. Um, we definitely saw evidence of that last season. Yeah. Uh, and I think they made some pretty good acquisitions like John Morant is looking really good. Uh, hopefully, you know, with Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm not quite sure like what he's what his role exactly is um, within that roster when they're on the court. Um, um, he plays a fair amount off off screens for them. He's an eligible guy for like pick and pop play too, right? Because he's a good shooter. Um, for him, sometimes I wonder a little bit about the basketball IQ side of things. That's for me what the main question is um but i really i actually really like jaron jackson moving forward i think he's gone so under the radar and uh i think him staying healthy could go a really long way for memphis this season and dude we even saw that in those playing games because it was basically once once jaron jackson went down injured it was basically john morant it felt like john morant versus the world yeah not downplaying the rest of the roster, but I mean, those are your two big guys right there. And that's a rookie point guard. You're kind of leaving alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, John Morant though is a game changer. Yeah. He's legit. He's the real deal for sure. Uh, I don't see a world where he in any way works as a detriment uh, to that organization moving forward. I think he's the real deal for sure. And I think Jaron Jackson is too. Yeah. So. And plus, uh, Memphis has some of the nicest uniforms in the league next year. So, look out for that as well. I haven't even looked at them. Yeah, they're they're super nice in my opinion. Did they, like, change their whole set? Uh, no, they've kept it pretty, uh, like, similar as to last year. But their city jerseys are, like, super nice. Oh, did they go back to, like, the old color scheme? Yeah. Right. Yeah, those are cool, the black ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are dope. I'm a I'm a fan for sure. They got like the gold lettering. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are nice. Yeah. Um, and they also throw it back with the Vancouver Grizzlies stuff too, which yeah. is always always a treat. Mm-hmm. Please come back though. Yeah. So, imagine if Memphis just decides, like ownership just decides to move back to Vancouver. That'd be that'd be a dream uh, like true. with this team that they got moving forward too. That'd be, be pretty, so nice. that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. So, um, last thing before we head into $1 parlay, the East, can you, can you, I, I want to hear what you think about like me mentioning like Toronto falling off a little bit. Uh, I want to hear what you think about Philadelphia as a possible riser. Like, mm-hmm. let me, what, I'll, enlighten me. What, what's going through Luke's head right now? Um, I think the thing with Toronto is, is like, they've kept a lot of their core. Um, I think for me, Toronto has kind of stayed pretty lateral, but a lot of the other teams have stayed, have like just improved. Mm. Whether it's, uh, yeah. And we've, and that's the thing with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is one of the most improved teams this offseason because they realized last season. Uh, they've kind of crashed and burned, realizing, okay, this system that we're in probably is not, not going to work. work. Yeah. And so 
Yeah, surrounding themselves with like Seth Curry, Danny Green. Even though Danny Green didn't play well, at least he's offering that threat from outside. There's and and what I was saying to my brother and I were talking a little bit about it. Uh, a big deal with that is just the respect that he's gonna get on the court. Like Danny Green, people aren't gonna knock. Like people are still gonna close out on Danny Green, and that helps the spacing issues. Right? Like, Danny Green would have been of use last year even if he shot 32% from three because guys are still going to come out and close out. It's going to be in the coach's game plan. So, screw it. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that acquisition hurts at all. Yeah, exactly. And, and then there's guys like Seth Curry who can actually shoot and create shots for themselves too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think just under, like, new coaching system, yep. Daryl Morey, uh, potentially getting James Harden, who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, this yeah, it's the same thing. Like I think these teams have just risen. I think Toronto's just kind of stayed laterally. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have to remember, Toronto has, I think, in my opinion, like perhaps the best coach. Yeah, they do in the league, mm-hmm. uh, and that alone, I think, is so valuable to that because he knows exactly how to perfect this Toronto Raptors system that they're working. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to say like a lot of it will come down to how Pascal's progression will come. Yeah. I also think Chris Boucher yeah. matters a lot in mm-hmm. that, like because he kind of is in charge of filling some front court voids that have been left by Mark Gasol and mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka. Him and Aaron Baines are going to probably be the starting, like there's a chance that they're the starting four and five. Yeah. some games yeah and like I like ideal, yeah I I think that 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 starting lineup is going to shift between starting Norman it's like a decision of whether to start Norman Powell or Chris Boucher mm-hmm. so I don't know or sorry maybe Aaron Baines in that I don't know um I haven't really been keeping up with the whole preseason thing because exam season yeah so. Yeah. But neither neither have I. But I yeah. no like Toronto fans shouldn't be worried. Like they're gonna I think they'll be like a top six team in the East. Like and yeah, I still, they're still better than like yeah. Indiana. Yeah, and I still feel kind of disrespectful saying that just because of how good they are. Like even with like you could even argue like a depleted roster against Boston. Totally. They went to seven games. Like mm-hmm. it was just really close series. Like on the once you get that peak Toronto's Raptor team. You could even talk about them coming top five seeds still. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully, like, injuries won't be too much of a worry. I'm a little bit concerned about their depth. I will say that much. Uh, just because of losing people like Gasol and Ibaka. Um, but, yeah. Right. Interestingly enough, also, we forgot to mention OG. Yeah. Like, OG yeah. is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. And... Sorry, yeah, he's going to start. I don't know what I'm smoking for a second there. Yeah, it's like most likely what they're going to be rolling out is Kyle Lowry, Fred, and OG. OG probably at the three, and then Pascal, and then I don't know, maybe they're going to go a bit smaller. Boucher's going to have to put on some weight uh, if he wants to play the five a little bit more, in my opinion. But uh, Baines is solid. Like, Baines is a solid big man. You can't argue with that exactly. You know who I also like? I also like their 
uh, their their new draft their new draft pick uh, Malachi Flynn. He looks good. He's got some offensive upside for sure, and he looks like the exact like Nick Nurse prototypical guard that you kind of want working in your system because he's got like the quickness. He definitely see appears to be a solid team basketball guy too. So function he kind of fits right into that amazing ball movement that the Raptors have had in a couple in the last I'd say last two seasons here. Obviously when Kawhi was there is a bit more centered around Kawhi at the end of the shot clock and such, but um I do really like Malachi Flynn also like shows shades of like Fred Van Vliet on the defensive aspect, uh, defensive sides, deci- defensive side of things. Jeez, exam season hitting hard. Um, he, he's got that like kind of like ball hawk intensity kind of thing going for him. And he's got more size than Fred. So uh, I don't mind. I don't mind this team that much. I just don't think that they are of the same status that they were last year because I think Ibaka helped that half-court offense a lot. I think this team's going to move out and transition a lot more than they did last year. They're going to have to. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, any other teams in the East that might surprise? I feel like I feel like the East could go a little bit predictably. Like – I think really we just have questions about things like, oh, well, like what's Philly going to look like with shooting now and not having five, seven footers on a court at once. And we're also like, we don't have many questions about Boston. We kind of know who they are. If anything, they're going to like, they're not going to regress. It's just a matter of whether they take a step forward this year or not. Milwaukee's taken a step forward. That team is better than they were last season. And then on top of that, we still have Toronto is relevant. Washington takes a step forward, technically. Like, I know, say what you want about Russ, but I think he makes that team better. And then on top of that, who else do we have? Who am I missing? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, Miami is a team I have questions about. Mm -hmm. Mostly just because um, the shortened offseason for Miami. Uh, I think LA responds fine. I don't, I don't, I never can doubt LeBron James. I also think the nature of the bubble was just a bit different too. And I think Miami really benefited from that because I think they're just on a different level of intensity and basketball commitment than other teams. So, yeah, no bubble is going to make teams like the Clippers better in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get on to one dollar parlay? Let's do it. All right. So, yeah, Luke won week 13. We didn't do week 14, didn't record last week. Uh, So Luke went three for five, and I went two for five. Tough. Um, Luke now has three wins. I have two. We have two ties as well. So season's closing out here, Luke. Yeah. And uh, this is – it's going to get a little bit interesting here seeing what happens for the rest of regular season. I'm hoping we don't tie. I want a winner. Yeah. Yeah. That would uh that would be kind of anticlimactic if we just ended up tying. Totally. We would have to figure something out for playoffs yeah. or something yeah. like that. So yeah. um 
yeah, so Luke's up on me. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll run through our teams uh, that we got rolling out for this week. Week 15's $1 parlay. Fantasy football is also in full swing too. We got playoffs going on right now. I had a big win. Nice. Uh, eked it out. High scoring affair. Um, I have Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Derrick Henry has been carrying me uh, through these horrible matchups that he has. He's like going against, I think he actually has all three playoff weeks. I think he has the worst, the three, three of the four worst run defenses in the NFL he's going up against. There you go. Yeah. So like, I'm not expecting 38 points a week, but I'm expecting 38 points a week. (laughs) So yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, yeah, let's get into this. My first pick was Bill's. The Buffalo Bills, favored by six points over the Denver Broncos. I think they are going to be able to win this game by a score. I think the Bills are for real, man. Yeah. Um, they they look like they're hitting their stride right now. And I honestly, I honestly think they're the second best team in the AFC. Wow, I do. Yeah. I, I, I said it. I think – I'm not saying the Steelers are frauds. But I feel like with all the – like the Steelers haven't had the most difficult schedule in the NFL. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, like their tough games have been like the Ravens who have been going through the season from hell and the Tennessee Titans who I think are a good team and the Titans almost stole that game too. If anything, I think they should have stole it. if It was kind of stolen from them. Uh, missed field goals, Stephen Gostowski. So, um, I like the Bills a lot. They they won. They came out with intensity. Juju dancing on logos and dancing to L's as well. And uh, I think the Bills, they have a nice, well-rounded roster. Defense is starting to pick it up here, which is really a really good sign because that's something they relied on heavily last year. And now that the offense is clicking – this team looks like they could be legit. I might, I might be throwing the L word out. Wow. Legit. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Cause I think, I, yeah, no, definitely Buffalo's for real. Um, yeah. They've like picked it up when it kind of matters most in the tail end uh, of the stretch. And plus they, Buffalo hasn't had the easiest schedule either. No, they've had, yeah, they've had some they've had some tough games. That's for sure. Um, I'm looking. I'm gonna take a peek at it now. You keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll just shift gears a little bit. My first pick was the Packers spread at eight and a half over the Panthers. Packers have been looking good recently. Panthers, I don't think they've looked too hot either. Oh, no CMC. Yeah. Looks like he's gone for the season. Dang. Yeah, that's that's really tough. So, and plus that Rogers Adams connection is just firing on all cylinders mm. as well. So so good. Yeah, it's definitely the best QB wide receiver connection that the totally. NFL's got going right yeah. now. It's scary. I mean, Mahomes Tyreek is also uh, an argument, but I would say Kelsey kind of offsets that to a certain extent too. Like Kelsey, Travis Kelsey might be one of the best pass catchers pass-catching eligible players at the end of yeah. So, screw it. Like, they got offensive weapons everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lot, lots to worry about playing the Chiefs. 
So. Yeah. Um, and then my next pick was the Brown spread at negative half, negative five over the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a really Baker Mayfield game for him. He'll, he usually plays pretty well against mediocre teams. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go to Instagram and say, told you so, haters. Yeah, so I think this is a peak Baker Mayfield cycle. So, yeah, I can totally see them winning by more than five over the Giants. Even though the Giants have stuck out a pa- couple of wins lately, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the I think the Browns have have got this one in the bag. Hopefully, yeah, I think the Browns win that game personally, um, mostly just based off of the. I don't know. Like they're they have pretty solid defense. I know that game the other night was uh, not displaying solid defense, but Lamar was crazy um, that game. And they, the Ravens also had some crazy breaks. That uh, that fourth down heave to Hollywood Brown to the end zone, and all of the all of the stuff that went down in that game. Hilarious game. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt is definitely the best one-two punch for running backs in the NFL. Maybe that I've seen in my lifespan. <laughs> like those are two guys who might be top ten running backs, but Kareem Hunt just doesn't get the same screen time and appreciation that Nick Chubb gets. But like running downhill, uh, Kareem Hunt is actually so scary when he's out wide. Like, dude. He, he can go for – he can rattle off a, like, 15-yard run. Feels like it's, like, just going to happen sometimes when, like, other guys you just wouldn't have the same fear with. So, um, yeah, I do, I, do, I do like that pick. That being said, I don't think the Giants actually – I think the Giants can keep it close. Uh, I think Danny Dimes is back for that yeah. game. He, yeah, he, he was back last week. And uh, I think he's significantly better quarterback than Colt McCoy for the record. For me, I just I just think this game's going to be close. The Browns like to keep games close, no matter who yeah. they play. Like they like, lest lest we forget that they that game against the Titans ended up being a six point game, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what lead they have. I feel like they're kind of bound to make games interesting. They're just that team. Uh, do I think the Browns go to the playoffs? Do I think they win this game? Yes to both of those. That being said, uh, things could get a little bit a little bit saucy, I'll say, in, uh, in that game. So uh, I think I'm just betting on this being a really close game that's decided by a field goal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 I'm, I'm on the field goal uh, decision train here for that game. Uh, my next pick, I got the Titans favored by 10.5 over the Jackson – oh, no, sorry, Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions might be without Matt Stafford. Dang, yeah. I could probably end the tweet there, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, yeah, Titans, Titans, say what you want about them. Uh, this is going to be the game. This is going to be their kind of like smackdown, build some confidence game. They're playing the worst run defense in the league. This sounds like Derrick Henry is going to go off. So, uh, being completely honest, that's such a bad defense that they're squaring up against, and uh, we don't know what the deal is. Jeff Okuda might be out too, so that opens up some passing issues uh, 
for the Lions defense as well. And uh, we know Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown can make things happen offensively. So without Matt Stafford against that shaky, shaky, shaky Titans defense, I think we could be um, – that. that's just a bit of a wasted opportunity. They know they're not going to the playoffs. Might just be time to sit Matt Stafford for a week, bite the bullet. What are they, 5-8? and eight? Uh, Yeah, the Lions are 5-8. and eight. Yeah, they're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. An 8-8 eight and eight team isn't going to do it. So, yeah. Um, okay, my next pick. I have the Buccaneers spread, negative six over the Falcons. Um, I think now it's just kind of getting to the point where for Tampa Bay, they really need to start just – they have to win games uh, at this point. Like, what is their – what's their record here? Eight and five, I believe. Eight and five, okay. Yeah. So – if they, yeah, like they're going to, they'll most likely finish in a wild card place. But like, I don't know. I just don't see them like taking their foot off the gas for any reason. Like they have to kind of, you know, push themselves. Like I think they've kind of, maybe by their standards, they've definitely like underperformed this season. So I think hopefully like with this, mm. with the Falcons, they'll be able to kind of, I think in a similar boat to the Titans, just kind of gain that confidence back a little bit. Yeah. But, they haven't played the Falcons yet this season. They actually play them again in the in weeks empty. They have a nice remainder of the schedule. Yeah. I feel like there's just like a really clear path for them to do it. They've like they had a really tough stretch of games when they went through. Um, it was going from the, yeah, this was a crazy stretch. Basically from week week what six to last week. Listen to this. They had Packers. They lost. Oh, sorry. No, this that was the game they absolutely demoralized the Packers. Yeah. Won by 28. They had the Raiders, which they won by 25. Then they squeaked by the Giants, who were just starting to kind of, I mean, not make some noise, but be a little bit interesting. Saints, who they've been embarrassed by twice this season. Um, Panthers, who – Panthers, they – beat them by 23 and then they lost to the Rams who are legit they lost to the Chiefs who are the legit and then they just beat the Vikings this past week Mm -hmm. so um Falcons Lions Falcons again I like their chances a lot actually yeah um I I wouldn't be surprised I think I said this I think uh I said in our last pod that we did I said they're gonna win out I think they do Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, and then my next pick, I have the 49ers spread at negative three over the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I do like the spread. Just The Cowboys just aren't that good. I don't see them winning their division. Like, can't believe I had to say that. But, um, right. I One think thing I will say, Cowboys, Yeah, they, they are coming off a big win. It was the Bengals. We'll say that. I'll admit it's the Bengals, but it's still something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the 49ers will be able to, yeah, I think they'll be able to beat them comfortably. Like, yeah, I think so too. Um, Niners don't look great. They're so injury riddled. That's the feels bad team of the year. I'd see in the NFC, it's definitely them. AFC is probably the Ravens, Mm -hmm. but like you just, I just feel horrible. Like they've just, 
yeah gotten done so dirty the Niners with uh all the injuries they've had to deal with um but honestly man with all the circumstances considered like they've made do five and eight yeah in that division like they've stolen games from good teams and they haven't had it easy like no NFC team and no NFC West team should at least current NFC West team should have to go through what they are going through this year. I'd so agree. Yeah, stadium totally. change and everything. Can't even play at home. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you. I, I would like to see him get a win. I like that pick. A, yeah. I like that pick a lot. So, um, my final two picks. Uh, I was a bit. I felt a bit strange taking this one. Dolphins favored by one and a half over the Patriots. Um, the Patriots beat the Dolphins in week one. Um, this Dolphins team is also, I feel like they've come a long, really long way since week one. I don't think it takes a genius to recognize that. Um, dude, they, they almost gave the Chiefs uh, a run for their money this past week. Tua looks good. Um, do I think he looks as good as Herbert right now? No, because I just – Tua has the Tua has the pieces around him, and he has a winning football team and a winning head coach to play with. Whereas Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler, who's barely played this season due to injury, and uh, we don't need to get into the coaching situation there. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, I like this Dolphins team a lot, and uh, the Patriots are such a weird team. Cam Newton is not he like he's his shoulder must be spaghetti like the the dude has philo dough for a shoulder right now like he it looks horrible watching him throw a ball like he looks like he's putting every ounce of energy into passes that other guys can just put a little zip on you know and it's like oh nice easy pass and uh, Newton Newton looks looks like he's hurting right now. So uh, I don't like Cam Newton against that uh, defense who likes to throw a lot of bodies at the QB, put a lot of pressure on him. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then sorry, my my last pick here, Chiefs favorite by three over the Saints. I don't care if Drew Brees is back or not. I just think the Chiefs are by far the best team in the NFL. I, do I think it's going to be a close game? Like, yeah, but, like, I wouldn't be blown away if it's a game that is decided by, like, a touchdown and a field goal. Like, I, like if, it, if it's a 10-point game, Chiefs win, like, 38-28, I'm not going to be blown away. That's just the bottom line. But, like, yeah. they just have too many offensive weapons and their defense is serviceable. Like, they're, they have a pretty good defense. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hear your last pick. All right, my last pick. It's the hot take. It's the Patriots spread one and a half. I don't think it's that hot of a take. Under Bill the Belichick. Dolphins. Scary yeah. division games. Yep, exactly. Belichick hates losing division games, so he'll win them. Yep. Either that or it'll be close. I think either Patriots lose by one or Patriots will win. Um, but yeah, Tua has looked really good and – I, I'm really liking this Dolphins team. Like they're they're kind of fun to watch. So, um, and yeah, with Cam, this has just such been been such a weird season for him. Like 
I know a lot of Patriots fans were like, you know, we'll be Super Bowl contenders if, you know, Cam plays at his MVP form. Well, like, I never thought Cam was going to play back to his MVP form. Um, but I never expected this, really. Like, it's just been a weird season. Like, I just look at his stat lines, and it's just so – he'll have, like, 16 passing yards and then 75 rushing yards or something like that. Like, it's just these weird-looking stat lines. Like, I don't know. I agree. I agree. Um, I just think at the end of the day, he just is struggling to throw the football. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. So, yeah. um, I don't think this Pats team goes to the playoffs, though. No. I don't think uh, that is written in the stars whatsoever. The AFC is so tough. Yeah. The AFC wildcard race is crazy. Like, there's still a chance that the Browns – like, we shouldn't be saying that a 9-4 team in a world where we now have three wildcard spots – has to deal with this so um yeah man i uh i i feel bad for like that one team that one or two teams possibly the patriots being one of them that like just miss out i think the raiders are also like kind of in that in that sitch too so Mm -hmm. yeah man it's uh it's it's a cutthroat conference the afc is significantly stronger than the nfc yeah there's no I don't feel like there's a true top dog in the NFC like there is the like the Chiefs are to the AFC. Mm-hmm. And uh screw it, I think the Bills would I think the Bills and even the Steelers could be like a bit of a factor uh as like a top dog in the NFC if they were. So um yeah. There's like a lot of really solid teams though in the NFC it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe not, obviously not to the degree that the AFC has. Like, I think just per capita, an AFC team is better than the NFC. That it's just that's just the nature of the the conferences this year. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cutthroat, cutthroat out there. One thing before we wrap up, I do want to talk about the NFC East. Oh my goodness, Washington, they're six and seven. Wow. Yeah, they, they won this past week. Uh, they yeah, right. absolutely they, – they stole one from the Niners. So that's interesting. Um, they have the Seahawks, which I think they could make it a close game because it's the Seahawks and you just never know. Um, and then they got Panthers. I think that's a win. And then they got Eagles, which could be a really interesting Week 17 showdown. Yeah. So um, – yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Jalen Hurts stepping in, too, for Philly. A little bit more uncertainty. You don't have to deal with Carson Wentz throwing, what, two picks a game and getting mm-hmm. sacked 12 times. It's like, <laughs> screw it. Eagles could do it. Mm-hmm. Cowboys could do it. It's anyone. It's literally anyone's game. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. The NFL, uh, very exciting, weird season that we are finding ourselves in, and I knew the end was going to be exciting. So yeah, yeah, man. We'll Poisons. see what happens. Yeah. So would you? Do you? Are you still riding with Giants though for winning this division? I I still am. I picked I picked Philly, uh, before. Um, and yeah, my bracket's a little busted because Washington right. won, but uh, the Eagles' schedule play the Cowboys. 
Cardinals, Cowboys, and Washington. I I think they can sneak out. They can win. At, I think they can win at the Cowboys and at Washington. Mm. Um, and oh. the Giants yeah. are gonna have to go. Probably gonna have to go two and one. Mm-hmm. And they got Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Yeah, because I think I think they have a harder schedule than Philadelphia. Yeah, and then, I mean, hey, yeah. Washington has like it's so funny that a six and seven team is like that feels like a world of a difference over like the four and eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh. Um, but like Washington still got like Seahawks, which is most likely losable. Panthers, which I think they would actually end up winning. Yeah. Um, and then Eagles, which would be crazy. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be must watch TV. Yeah. No matter how oh, much you sure. hate ugly football, yeah. It's gonna be hilarious. Like that's the game that could make it all happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then if the Giants win out, let's say they probably lock up that division. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is definitely shaping up to be a very fun end of the season here. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to wrap up episode 55, I guess. A couple uh, items checked off and uh, time to get back to studying, hey? Yep. Ugh, I'm over it, but uh, we're making it through. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you yep. enjoyed episode 55 of the Marcel Sports Podcast. We will be back next week to talk a little bit of NBA, and we have a TW Spartans guest coming on, Luke. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Roll on next week. Big time. All right. Anyways, everyone, you have a good week. Stay safe. And, uh, hey, lights at the end of the tunnel for this semester. And you know what? A lot of you are through the tunnel. So uh, screw you to everyone who's through the tunnel. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye for now, and have a great week. Thank you for joining